Listen up. Welcome back to the Construction Mentor Podcast. My name is Ike. I am your host. You can follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube. You can follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, today, uh, we have a little bit of a different format that we're going to get into, and we're going to cut right into it. Uh, up until this point, I've been sharing my knowledge and my experiences in the construction industry. I've shared other people's career paths, uh, but I want to get direct to what are the opportunities? How can you chase opportunities down? Uh, what pathways are there for you? What tools, what programs, what schools are out there for you? One of the most common trades that I get asked about, and I think it's for obvious reasons, would be the electrical trades. Uh, that would be, as far as trades go, it's probably my either 1B or 2 uh, option to go into for a trade, and it's only because uh, there is such a shortage of plumbers. <laughs> uh, simple supply and demand there, but right behind it um, are electricians. Um, you know, they're, they're in my opinion the most valuable people on your job site as a general contractor. You w you want to have good relationships with them. There's nobody on your job site that is better equipped or better positioned to uh, be a conduit. Look at that, no pun intended, uh, for for a successful project. They're the first guy in and last guy out. Right. You can't you literally can't do anything without these guys. So um, my guest today is Bob Terry from IEC, which, uh, you know, Bob's main main purpose and main mission is to educate people and all of the above everything that I just that I just spoke about. Uh, Bob, welcome. How are you? Thanks for having me. Great to see you. Uh, so I, I want to cut to the chase. Right. I want to talk about money, 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 money. Uh, what? can somebody expect in florida uh, to make as a journeyman uh, maybe even before then and if if you have any other information about outside of this region you know from iec you know you can share that as well sure absolutely um, i'm in the uh, the east coast of florida kind of broward county up through through palm beach county and currently the average journeyman wage you know uh, it doesn't doesn't necessarily have to be a licensed journeyman but somebody with about four to five years experience, journeyman, journey worker, currently in our market right now is $27.25. Um, so it's a, it's a pretty good it's a pretty good salary. Uh, the IEC has chapters all around the country. Uh, for instance, in, in, uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, it's 28, it's 28 and a quarter. Uh, in uh, Rio Grande, Texas, it's 23. In uh, Wichita, Kansas, it's 29. Denver, it's $32. In Oregon, it's 33. So you can see that it varies a little bit, you know, across the country for that journeyman wage. But, uh, you know, four years of school and getting in there with a little time in the trade, uh, you start there and it's, uh, it, it can go up from there quite considerably. Now, I just want to point out that, you know, these are what I would call like a starting salary for somebody who, uh, you know, goes to college and then they get a little bit of work experience. Right. This would be the same thing. Obviously, you have no debt. Uh, one of the big major pushbacks that I get is that oh well you know you if i throw a big dollar value out there they'll say oh well maybe a tradesman makes that in a big market but these are relatively small markets that you just named right like wichita is not new york city uh, no, nor is um oregon i know oregon tends to have be on the on the lower side but you know these are in relation to other like when, when you think about these incomes and how good that may sound um you know the the pay scale is comparable for other professions, right? So when yeah. a New York City electrician might be making $50 an hour or 55, um, 
you know, the other salaries in there are proportionately, you know, that, that way as well. Right. So, um, everything's in proportion, but regardless having zero debt and an education and a skill set that'll enable you to go even higher, um, and maybe even start your own business making, you know, 50, $60,000 a year is pretty good before overtime. Absolutely. It's a, it, it, it's a real good start. Like, like you mentioned, you know, a little bit about the apprenticeship. I mean, you know, we, we have some individuals that come right out of high school, you know, and, uh, you know, sure, they might be making 14, 15, $16 an hour to start. A lot of that is going to depend on their mechanical abilities, right? If you, if you have somebody that's comfortable using screwdrivers and knows how to use a screw gun or maybe works on their car or, you know, built a fence or helped lay a, lay a, a wood floor or something like that, things like that you might not think are important to have on your resume. However, electrical contractors and similarly uh, what you said earlier about plumbers, right? You're going to use your hands. You're going to get a little bit dirty. You're going to get hot and sweaty and you're going to use your hands. But if you have that mechanical ability, you might start at 16, 17 or $18 an hour, but you're still looking at about, you know, averaging, averaging, you know, another $10 an hour of raises over the course of four years of school where you're working and making money and your contractor that you work for is paying for your education. So to your point, again, you know, uh, uh, debt free, debt free, you know, making more money. And I have here the average. So this is from um, NCCER. The average electrician uh, nationally is pulling in. Looks like commercials uh, just over 65 grand a year. Um, industrial would be at, at about 60,000. Not really sure the, the difference between the two there, but, um, you know, some of the markets, if you're, if you're thinking wherever you are in the country, some of the markets that you just named, um, it seems like those might even be, uh, below average nationally, right? So a lot of, a lot of markets would be higher than that. That's the definition of average, right? You have some people above, you have some people below. So, you know, there's a lot of markets that, that you guys offer education in IEC, we'll talk about that in a minute and what that map looks like, but very likely that you may live in a market where these salaries are in the seventies, maybe even 80, 80,000. Right. And these are, these aren't union, right. It's not prevailing wage. This is what, That's what correct. they're all independent. Right. Contractors. Correct. Yep. Now, so you just spoke about, you know, where you can start and then where you end up as a journeyman. So obviously you start off on the, on the lower end, you gotta, you gotta earn your stripes a little bit. You, you actually got to get an education and become self-sufficient. That's how you get. And that's no different from any prevailing wage situation. You get an apprentice wage. And then when you're full-fledged uh, journeyman, somebody that can be trusted and a little self-sufficient, you get paid a lot more. And then obviously now we all know, especially in Florida, when you have your aces, like your, your ace foreman in the field or your outside super, you know, those guys are making even more. So do you, do you have a pulse on what, like a, an outside super, you know, people that run man, uh, run the manpower, schedule the crews or a project manager uh, would make? Oh, sure. I mean, even, even, uh, even down, you know, in, in South Florida, it's, uh, I mean, you're, you're, you could be easily in the 75, 80 grand range there. Uh, you go up into project managers, you could be a project manager of a very small company that maybe has 10, 10 field guys, right? You could also be a project manager of a company that's doing, you know, 30, 50, $100 million per year and running multiple jobs. And, uh, and those are, those are, those are six figures, you know, all day long. 
Yeah. So, so he, he was talking about uh, revenue, the size of the size of the project, right. not the size. <laughs> um, I mean, if you own your own company, you can make $30 million in a year, uh, which is entirely possible. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to. <laughs> just yeah, definitely. To those, those large, large projects, the guys, the, the guys that are running those jobs and running the man, manpower for those jobs, they're doing they're doing really, really well. Absolutely. And it's not just about money in the pocket, right? There's a, what, what are some other common benefits? I'm thinking like truck, gas card, you know, of tools. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you mentioned that because, uh, you know, it seems that the construction, you know, in general has always kind of, kind of got a black eye. Why would you want to be in there? You know, you could work for, uh, you know, you could work for this store and, you know, get all these, get all these benefits, you know, and not have to work outside and work so hard. But, you know, electrical contractors are, are no different than those other companies these days. They all have very, very good benefits packages. You know, they need to entice and get good quality individuals. Obviously, the mechanically inclined portion that we talked about earlier really helps. But that's something that you can learn. I mean, most, you know, they're all going to vary a little bit. But most contractors are offering, you know, paid holidays. They're offering some type of paid vacations and paid PTOs and having increments, you know, after after a year or two years or three years of getting more than that, uh, many, many of them pay, you know, for your health insurance at minimum half of your health insurance, have 401ks available, you know, some of them match, maybe some of them don't. Paying for your tuition is is one thing, uh, you know, not to, not to get into me as, uh, as now that I run the electrical apprenticeship school here, but I have 30 30 years plus in the trade. And two years ago, when I took this position, I had to buy a car. I've had a company vehicle for, for almost 30 years. And so when you want to talk about a benefit, you know, you, some, some people right in school, by the time they're in their second or third year of apprenticeship, you know, get a company van and a gas card. Now, if you're only driving your car on nights and weekends, taking it taking my son to the ball field or going to play golf on the weekend. Right. I mean, a car lasts a, really long time and so does the tank of gas so uh, mm -hmm. you know to me i've had everything from vans to pickup trucks to suvs to little cars to whatever it might be however when you look back at it it was you know that was that's free transportation and that's a really really big benefit and it's very very common in the electrical industry especially today i mean gas is super 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 expensive um and you know i think you you hit it right it's whatever you need to do your job, your company, especially one that's interested in an actual apprenticeship and taking people on and training them, you know, the, the more formal or professional, I guess, companies, um, whatever tools you need, a lot of them, a lot of the time, um, you know, any kind of PPE or boots or anything like that. Like the, these are things that they, that add up. I mean, the gas is an obvious one, but a couple hundred dollars of tools here and there and, you know, miscellaneous supplies and then, you know, boots. If you, if you need boots, uh, once, twice a year, I mean, nice pair of boots is two, 300 bucks twice. That's 600 bucks. <laughs> that's, that's a lot of money. Right. Yeah. You touched on a great thing, uh, with, uh, you know, with the tools, I mean, you know, your hands and your tools is what's going to make you money. You have to, mm -hmm. you have to buy good tools. Uh, you know, many, many companies will purchase tools for you. Many, many companies will, pay for the tools up front and maybe then only charge you back for half of them, you know, and take it slowly out of your paycheck so that you're not buying a, a new $500, you know, drill kit or something along that lines. But, 
But, you know, good quality individuals that are interested in learning and interested in going to school are going to have a lot of advantages when it comes to tools because those are really important, you know, for the first, uh, call it six to eight years of your electrical career. Yeah. And then after that, you may choose to get out of the field and start using your brain, start using everything that you learned in school and then kind of become that supervisor or that estimator or that project manager, those other, you know, options, you know, within the trade. Now. One of the things that I love that you said is that you did it for 33 years, right? Like you're not just somebody just pushing some curriculum and, you know, oh, look at the trades. The trades are good. It's noble. Um, you know, it's fun. College isn't for everybody. Uh, you've lived it, right? You know your stuff. Now, talk about IEC. Uh, what is it exactly that if, if what is it that people, if, what could people be looking for that they'll find at IEC? Okay, so so the the, the quick story is IEC is a, a national electrical association, right? And there's all kinds of contractors that are members of this, as are what we would call industry partners. Uh, maybe everybody listening doesn't doesn't know how many different avenues of the electrical trade there is with with electrical supply houses and the manufacturers. Right, all the all the all the tool reps and everything else that you're that you're going to be part of. That's all part of IEC. But what really brings the IEC together is the contractors that are members at all of the 53 chapters, you know, around the country. They're all like-minded individuals, and they're like-minded because they believe in training and education. So it doesn't mean that you can't go to work for any electrical contractor in the country. You absolutely can. However, if you do go to an IEC contractor, you're not going to be fighting with them to, to, get, to get them to send you to school. They want you to go to school. They want to pay for you to go to school. They want you to further your career. And obviously, that's a benefit for the contractor to be able to tell you know, his general contractors that, hey, every person on this job is either licensed or is an apprenticeship in, uh, apprentice in school. So, so I think it's really important to, you know, if you do come into this trade and you want to get into it is to during your interview say listen i want to go to school i want to get my license and i want to further my education and the iec people are just going to you know like i say make that uh, make that happen pretty, pretty well, listen I, I i talk all the time about how the best education is a mentorship right like you you want to pair yourself up with somebody that wants uh to help you to take time to teach you to mold you and what you're talking about is yeah you could go anywhere but you know the companies that are associated with the IEC, they want to be mentors for people. That's that's like the first step in finding a good mentor is somebody that wants to do it, right? So Absolutely. that's that's the partnership that that you're looking for. And if you're thinking about coming into the industry and if you're thinking about pursuing a career as an electrician, I mean, this is what you're looking for. This is this is what you want, right? They're investing in you. They're investing in your education to do it the right way. They're not just signing you up to dig holes or, or to clean up or to just use you as as cheap labor, right? I mean, we see that a lot around here, right? I'm on the other side of Florida, um, and you hit on you hit on one thing you hit on was that I'm always concerned about how many guys doesn't matter what trade it is on my job sites in Florida actually know what they're doing, right? <laughs> like it, maybe there's one guy who knows what he's doing, and the rest, you know, I, I don't know what they're doing. They're just hired. They're hired labor, right? So, um. Uh, you know, it's obvious for people 18 to 25 or whatever, you know, they want to get in the trades, they can come out and they can go to an apprenticeship, right? And they're, they're obviously the ideal candidate for, 
you know, IEC and all that it has to offer. What would you say to somebody in their 30s, maybe late, maybe even early 40s that wants to make a career change and wants to, uh, you know, come into the industry? Are they are they welcome? Do you want to see them? Do you do you see them? Absolutely. I, I, I do. And it's a it, it's a great point. I mean, I spend the better part of my week, you know, talking to people that are interested in getting into the trade. And I speak to high school seniors. Uh, honestly, I've got 18 year olds in our first year apprenticeship school. And I have guys that are between 50 and 60 years old that have decided to do something else. And uh, you mentioned something even about that, uh, you know, that 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 30 plus year old you know, person. Uh, you know, I didn't come into it right out of high school, you know. I, you know, you mentioned something about college and I don't want to get off point, but, you know, there was a two year community college down here that I went to and it took me about four and a half years to get out of it because mom and dad said I had to go to college and I went to a whole bunch of school and had no idea what I wanted to do and fell into this trade. So I, you know, I had worked other jobs before I came into this, but, but to have 30 or 40 year old individuals come in, honestly, contractors do not mind seeing that because at some point, they have those mechanical abilities. They've kind of seen some things and they understand, right? And you don't, maybe you have to teach them how to do the electrical work, but you don't have to teach them, you know, basic understanding or basic, you know, communication principles that, that are, you know, heavily involved in large jobs. So uh, I have a huge range of, of, of age groups, you know, just in first or second year alone. And, uh, Honestly, some people that come in a little older have a little bit of experience and, and they can bypass a year, you know, of, of school, you know, by passing a first year final or something like that. So so there's a lot of options, you know, for for, you know, for people that aren't, aren't right straight out of school saying, hey, this is going to be my career. You know, it's probably a maturity uh, level there, too. Right. Like Absolutely. you might have a 19 year old who's just showing up because his parents forced him to show up or something like that. Right. And. <laughs> You know, if if you're 35, 40 years old and you're showing up to, you know, be an apprentice or, or to get an education, it's because you want to be there. And I think me as a contractor, that's that's what I want the most is I want the right attitude. I don't care what you can do. I don't care what you know. I want the right attitude in somebody that wants to be there. So yep, that um, attitude is huge. So what huge what specifically if if somebody wanted to pursue this opportunity, you know, education and apprenticeship pairing, you know, through IEC, uh, where do they go and what do they need to sign up? It's not an annual thing, right? It could be any time. Where do they go? Absolutely. So so the easiest thing, you know, obviously you're speaking to people all around the country right now is to go to IEC's national website, which is uh, ieci.org. And on the top of that page, there's a uh, there's a little button that says find a chapter. And when you open that page up, you'll see all 53 chapters, red dots right across the screen. And if you zoom in and click on one of those, it will literally give you the name of that particular chapter. It'll give you their address, their phone number, and the executive director's uh, phone number and email. So, you know, my mind is on there so that you could call me directly. Uh, I'm happy to speak to anybody, you know, that, that may inquire you know about this and help steer them in the right direction so for uh, those of you for those of you that are that are watching the video i have it up uh you can see red dots all over the map yep. now i think bob what what would go off in my mind especially if one of these dots isn't right next to my house um do you have to be right next to one of these red dots how far is the reach of the education and apprenticeship 
that's a that's a great question. It's it does vary. It does vary by chapter. Um, many of them cover multiple counties. You know, for us, for instance, down there on the the southeast coast over there in the West Palm Beach area, we cover from a uh, you know from Fort Lauderdale all the way up to Port St. Lucie. Uh, our chapter that's in Georgia. There's two chapters that are run out of the same office in Atlanta, and they have contractors all over the entire state that put people in their programs. So there are there are certain chapters that are a little bit smaller that, that do their classes in person. And many of the other ones also have the ability to have remote and online courses for people that are a little bit farther away, but yet still bring them in so that they can get the hands-on lab work and not just rely on you know, watching something on TV and thinking that you're going to understand it because so the it is yeah, difficult. the idea there would be that you know you, you're you're working, you're an apprentice somewhere, you're doing your online education remotely, and maybe once twice a month you get to drive an hour, hour and a half, two hours to do an in-person lab, so that somebody actually shows you physically how to you know do whatever you got to do. Yeah, so I mean, obviously, as an electrician, you don't want to electrocute yourself, right? So <laughs> you want that hands-on experience with with a chaperone. Um, so, and I promised, I promised both of us that we'd keep this short because I want to, I want to be impactful and concise and to the point, I want to be really clear about what this costs, right? There's, there's different options. I think in the, in the best case scenario, there's the one option where a company pays for it. What's the, what are, what is paying for, for this education look like? So I, I, I can speak for the state of Florida In the state of Florida, an apprentice is not allowed to pay for their tuition. Right. So Florida is pretty much pretty much covered like that. Uh, there's there's a there's a bunch of state funding. Oh, I want to repeat that. So in the, state of, in, in, Florida, state of Florida, in the state of Florida, you are not allowed to pay for your own tuition. Is that with IEC or any trade? No, that is no, that is that is that is apprenticeship in Florida. Apprenticeship in Florida. Yep. OK, so for an apprenticeship in Florida as an electrician at IEC, you do not, by state law, have to pay for that education. Now, does the company pay for it or does the state pay for it? The company pays for it. That's incredible because I think a lot of people, you know, the, the common meme is um, people in the trades don't have to pay for student debt because they're not worried about their ability to do so. But in the state of Florida, if you want to become an electrician, you don't even have student debt to worry about at all. It's a total net positive. So that's uh, that's incredible. Absolutely. There, there are some states that will allow you to pay for your first year until you get hired, you know, mm -hmm. and that, that could be through an IEC chapter or, you know, or other, you know, electrical apprenticeships. But, but you're, you're getting trained, you're working full time and you're, you're not going to have any debt. And how that many contractors do you guys have? You must have some sort of a list of contractors that are signed up that you're associated with, right? Oh, absolutely. We, we, we allow member contractors to, to send students to our school and non-member contractors, right? A non-member contractor pays a little bit more, but we have about 100 different electrical contractors that send people to, to our school down here in South Florida, wow. which is at eight, eight locations along the East Coast. 100 contractors. I just heard, when I heard 100, over 100 contractors, I just heard thousands of opportunities for people to make an above average uh, wage and live an above average lifestyle and earn a skill set that they can carry with them for the rest of their life and a skill set that they that they can take and turn into you know their own entrepreneurship i don't think that there's any better i have a guy in my neighborhood actually um he's 
he's shown me the checks that he's picked up. He broke, he broke off. He's done his own thing. I don't want to say, I don't want to say what company he used to work for, but he's doing his own thing. He's a, he owns his own company now, two man crew. And he's picking up checks for like 10, 15 grand every week. <laughs> and he's just got it. He, as an electrician, right. And he doesn't want to get any bigger. He doesn't want to get any, any, any smaller. He's doing very well as an electrician. Uh, and this is, that's in Southwest Florida. So plenty of opportunity uh, to the sky's the limit, right? Bob, before we wrap up, is there anything else uh, that you feel like you want to add that, that we didn't hit? Yeah, I actually, because of something that you just said right there, you know, um, four years of work, you know, 8,000 hours, right? Figure 2,000 hours of work in a year. But four years ago in the school and, and working in the field, you're ready to take your journeyman's test and become a licensed electrician. Uh, back, back many years when I got my uh, master's license, I had to hold my journeyman license for four years. So I was eight years in before I could become a master electrician, right? And in the state of Florida, I can't speak for the other ones because everyone varies a little bit. But today in the state of Florida, you only have to hold that journeyman's license for two years. So you're looking at six years, six years of hard work and going to school for four of it. You could have your master's license. And then just like you were just talking right there, at that point, you're in a position where you can open your own business. You could, sure, you could, you could be a small contractor doing all the work yourself, you know, and probably an average electrician in this area is charging about $150 an hour to go to somebody's house or somebody's business to mm -hmm. fix something. And, and, and that could be you. If, if you choose that to be, you could also become a much larger contractor and hire a bunch of people and do larger jobs. But the fact of the matter is you could be in that position in six years. And so if you just, you know, you take an individual that's maybe coming out of high school and is pretty confident working with their hands and know that they want to do something like this, I didn't start in the trade till I was 24. A student coming out of high school right now, by the time he's 24, can be a master electrician. And that's 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 pretty impressive. I mean, you can never take so, that away from you. And to put that into a, a perspective a different way, because there's always the high school perspective of being very successful at 24 years old, which is young. Uh, what if you're 30? What if you're 33 years old and you are looking at starting a family and you have a, you have a child on the way or something like that? That means that you could be a master electrician by the time your child was in kindergarten or first grade. Before they can learn to read, you're a master electrician writing your own ticket and potentially even starting your own business, which is something I that, that I think exactly we could all be proud of. <laughs> See? I was exactly that age. I, you know, I started when I was 24. By the time I was 32 years old, I had my master's license, was working on a business, and my wife had a, a baby in the in the back bedroom answering the phones, you know, to get things started. Yep. But 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 you can do it and, and make a very, very long, successful career. Uh, electric is never going anywhere, right? We're gonna have battery banks and 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 electric cars and solar power, all this stuff. However, every single one of those things needs electric to make it work or right. to be hooked up. And so it's a fantastic trade. So that, I mean, listen, I think, I think we hit it. I think that this is a ton of value in a very short period of time. I think we've laid out a good roadmap. Um, IECI.org. No matter where you are in the country, go to IECI.org. Uh, look up the opportunities, look up the education, everything from, you know, from being an apprenticeship to working your way up to a master, master journeyman, uh, master electrician in the field. And then even beyond when you want to, get education to, to become an estimator, to become a project manager, you know, wherever you feel like your career wants to go, 
IECI.org has you covered. And specifically in the Southeast Florida area, uh, Bob, they can reach out to you through the website as well, right? Oh, absolutely. Can I just add too that on that national website, they can click on the apprenticeship tab and mm. there's a section called myelectriccareer.com. And it doesn't matter where you are in the country. If you click that tab and say that you want information on electrical apprenticeship near you, it automatically funnels your request to the closest IEC chapter to you. And you don't have to call anybody. You don't have to do anything but literally fill out your name, your your, your email address and your phone number and somebody in the closest chapter to you would reach out to you. So it's a, it's pretty, pretty, makes it pretty yeah. simple. You can't pretty make simple. it easier than that. The guys, <laughs> the, this gold lion in the streets, just pick it up. <laughs> uh, Bob, I appreciate you. Thank you for coming on again, everybody um, go, go to IECI.org. Uh, and then for this podcast and for my content, of course, uh, the construction mentor, uh, is my handle on TikTok, on Instagram, on YouTube, and you can follow this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. So I appreciate it. I'll see you guys next time.